to the Dean's List episode. We're here February 25th. Time to get rolling. We got a special guest today from what was Huntington, West Virginia, now back in Ohio or back in Philadelphia, PA, is Adam Mr. Mac. Welcome, Adam. What's up, boys? How we doing? Good. How about yourself? It's been a long time. No, it's, it's only been a couple months since our little trip to Columbus. That is fair. All right, well, we got a big show for you guys today. We're going to start with NBA. We got some all-star teams that were announced. Out of the East, we got the starters. Bradley Beal, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Reserves are Harden, Randall, Tatum, Brown, Levine, Simmons, and Vucevic. And in the West, starters, we have LeBron, Curry, Doncic, Kawhi, and Jokic, with the reserves being Dame, CP3, Paul George, Mitchell, Gobert, Zion, and Booker now in place of Anthony Davis. So we're going to go over, do we have any issues with the starters and who's our top snubs that were left off? Dylan, go ahead and start it off. All right, so for me, I wouldn't say there's any, like, big snubs from the starters list, but I do feel as though Booker was snubbed from the overall list. But, like, adding him in for the injured Anthony Davis, I don't think that's a pass. I think with Booker being part of that team, that's a four seed in the West. That to me is what's frustrating. Just like seeing him not even be like part of that list is just tough. I mean, maybe Chris Paul, he is, or Booker replaces Chris Paul. But then again, like Chris Paul has been like the catalyst for that team because Booker hasn't had, like, the most consistent performances out there to start the year, but, like, Chris Paul has been that guy that's got them over the hump, I should say. And, like, the last thing I want to say is, like, Zion, I don't think should be an all-star. I mean, there's a lot of, like, Booker should have been better than – or Booker should have been over Zion, and Zion should have replaced AD. Um, Simmons, uh, for the East-wise, Simmons, to me, I don't think should have been an all-star, but, like, when you're a clutch sports client, you're going to get those perks. I mean, if you're rich, if you're a rich Paul guy and you're a top guy in the league, you're going to get that. Um, the only reason why I would think he doesn't make it is because Jimmy Butler had like a hell of a year, but with the COVID restrictions, like him having COVID off for like two and a half weeks, that's what's killing them or killing him, I should say. And then the last miss I would say is Sabonis. Like Sabonis has like been a, dog for Indiana but then again like with them trading Oladipo and Karis LeVert not really playing for them it's really showing that he is a proven guy for them so like for that it's either him and Vucevic is like a toss-up but I I feel either way is good for me so those are my snubs and guys that I would rather have all right Adam what's your who's your top starters or any starters that I guess you got a problem with or snubs I'm all good with the starters. I mean, starters, I mean, there's so much that goes into it with the fans and the coaches and the media. Biggest snub for me, I'm going to be biased and say Tobias Harris. Um, having career numbers for him, averaging 20 points a game, seven rebounds, three assists. Um, and he's having a great year, best year uh, of his career. 
one thing I would say that puts him above, you know, everybody else is how much, you know, the Sixers are relying on him this season, you know, taking the last last second shot against the Lakers, um, just how much, like, his minutes and just how all the plays are being drawn up around him. I mean, the Sixers are number one in the East for a reason. Obviously, Embiid and Simmons are there, but Tobias is just as much as part of that as those two. I think it's time to start giving him the respect that he deserves. He's been having some good seasons the last couple of years and been snubbed each year. Probably would put him over Vucevic, but, you know, it's probably me just being biased with my love for the Sixers. Yeah, I can see that because uh, you're basically any three All-Stars in the uh, All-Star game. There you go. There's your three All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. But, um... I kind of agree with what Dylan was saying earlier with uh, Devin Booker. I think he should um, – like, he is, like, kind of the better son from the numbers-wise. But I kind of respected Chris Paul being there because he is the one that came there and kind of catapulted into the playoffs. So, I did respect they put Chris Paul in there. So, I wouldn't really mad at that. But, I mean, we're going to – if we're going to do the who's winning and uh, playing well, then I thought Devin Booker should have been over Zion. Even though Zion's playing great, but his team been like ten for eleven seed in the West. In the East, um, I mean, you could have did Vucevic or uh, Sabonis. I mean, Sabonis—they got kind of the same numbers, but Sabonis' team is actually winning. So, I mean, we picking and choosing what we when we uh, choosing winning over stats. So it's just, and I definitely thought um, I thought Trey Young should have made over Ben Simmons. I mean, and Ben Simmons is a very good player, but I mean Trey Young is averaging twenty six and nine, and Ben Simmons is averaging like fourteen points. I mean that's great; he's good on defense. But um, I thought Trey Young should have made over Ben Simmons. Yeah, so I get the only the only problem with Tobias Harris being in this in the All Star game would be because there was already two Sixers. It's the same thing basically with Mike Conley in Utah. You know, with Gobert and Mitchell already being there, it's kind of hard for him to be a third person or a third guy from that team in the all-star game. He's one of my snubs. I, w- I wouldn't say he's a snub. He's not one of the top ones, but just the fact that he's never made an all-star game is ridiculous to me, right? Because he was on those great Memphis teams and he's always been a great point guard. And this is probably going to be his last year, like at that level. So that kind of sucks to see. But for me, I didn't really have any problems at the East, like the East, the team, Everything is pretty good. The only thing I would have switched out, I think Harden probably deserves a starting spot over Kyrie. Um, I know Kyrie's having a career year, but Harden right now, since going to Brooklyn Nets, is averaging 28, 11, and 8. Like, if we're taking who's better, who's having a better season, I think Harden's more valuable to that team. So that would be my little switch. But I don't have a problem with it necessarily. I do want to hit on the West starters real quick. The whole Dodgers and Dame thing, I kind of was pretty annoyed by that. Like, I don't think – Yes, I think Dame's having a great year, but I don't think the up in arms that everyone made it to be that he didn't get the starting spot over Luka was ridiculous. I mean, Luka's averaging 29, 8.5, and 9, and is in top 10 in every statistical category. Like, he is doing – he's having a great season. You know, I, I get that the, the team isn't as good as Portland, but they're still 500. I think – so they're a playoff team. It's not like they're horrible. So that's my only thing. Like, Doncic, I think, deserved it. And then snubs. There's a snub that I don't think anyone's talking about, which he needs to have some light in this conversation. It's Shai Gilgis-Alexander. He's averaging 23.5, 5.3, and 
and six assists uh, per game. I mean, he's basically everything for that Oklahoma City team. Yes, I know they're bad, but I, I'm not a – look, Devin Booker's good, but his stats are actually down this year. Um, and so I think Shai Gojis Alexander honestly deserves it. I know because he's on a bad team, he technically doesn't get the – I guess get the nod. Um, but that's – for me, that's my only – Snub on the west side, really. Um, Devin Booker averaging more points than uh, Shea Gilles Alexander. Yeah, but he's also not doing everything else. Like, Shea Gilles just doing everything for that team. He assists, rebounds, and he's a pretty good defender. Seven career. So, that's why I would take him over that. But I'm, I'm just having team. a hard time with, like, Zion being part of that all-star team. Like, I understand – they want that like appeal of it, but like you can kind of tell that the NBA wants people to tune in. Like yeah, that's a I money mean, grab guy for them. I don't I don't know how much of a money grab that is. I mean he's averaging twenty five and seven. I mean so like if the like, dude's gonna be throwing alley oops to himself and alley oops to others, I mean that's yeah, but a his, good watch. His you know what his PER is, right? He's like he's top five in the league. Yeah, but like Zion as an all star in his second year, he's not LeBron. He doesn't I, mean, I, I get that. I mean, Booker I mean, should have been over him. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Ingram has very similar stats as well. Brandon Ingram I don't was think an all-star last year and got snubbed this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's – I don't think Booker deserves it over Zion, to be honest. But um, – what do we, So, what are we basing it on? Is it winning or stats, Dan? Like, we got to – that, But that's the hard that's thing. The, like, it's – yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a hard thing because in the years before, that was what we knocked Devin Booker for. But now, because he's winning and he has less stats, that's what – like, there's a thin and line. I think the problem is – is, yeah, but Lucas did everything without Porzingis and but his Dan numbers are phenomenal. But done everything without McCollum and Nurkic. Yeah, but Luka – it's not like they're horrible, though. They're still a playoff team. But yeah, Luka's like, averaging almost close to a triple right it's hard. Hmm? They're in Tennessee right now. Yeah, but how much are they hmm. out of for, um, like the A spot? I think it's got to be a half. I mean, you know, yeah, it's super spot. close. I mean, I'm yeah. I, I'm not sure, but like Dame's keeping that team afloat literally by himself, and they're the fifth seed or sixth seed. He's putting up like thirty a game, and it's like, I mean, and they're losing these games big too. But he's still putting up yeah. numbers. Yeah, I think I think they weigh in the fan vote way too much. I think that they should have not to count be. as much. And they, but I mean, they also look, have to weigh the, the media less. It should be a lot more players and coaches. Yeah, because the media, they just embarrass. It's more, it's a, it's a player-driven league, so they're player-driven staffs. But look, the problem is too, like nothing against Philly. Colin Sexton had more fan votes than Simmons. I mean, that's tough. But then Simmons gets the nod. Like I don't understand that. But hey, I'm not gonna say Colin's an all-star because he's not. He's been shitty. But it's just it's just tough for me to get God damn, you switched put up Simmons on in that category. <laughs> right. I think well, I mean, he's really like bad. Well, when they're over ten, they're zero and ten, and like or no, my bad. Two and they're two and eleven in the month of February. I mean, right when this is all star voting, you're not gonna get any votes. Yeah, he had a little. Yeah, it would have been cool if it was like close to when they uh, beat the Nets. He was like wait on fire, damn. But yeah, yeah. they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. So, other news in the NBA is my Wizards win five in a row for the loss to the Clippers on Tuesday night. 
they find themselves back in the playoff race at 11 and 18, somehow as in the playoff race in the East. Is this signs of turning it around, or is it just kind of a fluke? It's a fluke. Think I don't think it's a fluke. I think it's a fact that just like they're finally they're finally kind of healthy. I should say like Rui Hachimura has really come into his own these past couple games. He's kind of not been the guy to start the year, obviously because of injuries and whatever. But it seems like Beal and Wall, or not Beal and Wall, Beal and Westbrook are finally on that, like, they're kind of figuring it out together. And I know it's not going to be, they're probably not going to be together in the next year or so, but I just think it's time to finally click and just see what works and what doesn't work, and then you can kind of get a lay of the land, I guess, on the second half of the year. And they missed a lot of games due to COVID, so that's another thing. Well, I, I, I think it, I think it makes sense. To, um, they they winning streak because like I've been questioning like why they so bad. Um, I feel like their roster they have a good roster. So, I mean, you got Westbrook and Bill. That's still two of the top guards in the league, no matter how you want to put it. And I think Westbrook's starting to play better. So I think you see a lot of teams like Toronto, the Heat. They starting to catch their stride. I mean, it's still early in the season, so I I feel like the Wizards they still gonna push to the playoffs. They gonna they gonna win more than they lose going forward to the point where they can make the playoffs. So, yeah, I think the Washington and the Heat, they're going to catch them seven ACs. Are the real, those are real teams supposed to be in there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, it's five games. Yeah, they beat some big-time teams. But it's still too early. You still have a second half of the season to go. Again, teams get have these hot stretches, and then, you know, they burn themselves out. I'm not saying that's going to happen to the Wizards, but – Again, it's five games. You can't judge. Oh, five games. We're headed to the playoffs now. Just not how how it works. I mean, there's a long season. You hate to you know judge a team what they're gonna do for the rest of the season based off of five games. You know, look what LeBron said about the game last night against the Jazz. You know, their focus is just on the next game, and that's how teams have to be. You don't know what's gonna change. So. I don't know. I can't sit here and say, yeah, you know, this is they're turning it around. They're headed to the playoffs now. But you also can't sit here and say, this isn't true. They just got lucky. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good, obviously, it's a positive sign. The teams they've beaten obviously weren't like the crap teams like Minnesota or whatever, but they got to fix the defensive side of the ball. I know Jaron actually sent me a post the other day, I guess. Westbrook in one of the practices made everyone call out their role, and that's what's given a lot of those guys clarity and why they're playing so much better. Um, but defensively, they, they still have to get better. You know, giving up 135 points to the Clippers ain't going to cut it if you want to beat the be- better teams in the league. Um, but I, I think this is obviously a good sign. You know, Russ is starting to play like himself. And obviously, Dylan pointed out, Rui's playing great right now. He's playing great defensively. Um, Denny's coming off the bench now, being more of a spark plug. Um, he's progressing, obviously. He's playing pretty good as a rookie. He's not as aggressive, I think, as they would like. Um, and then Davis Bertans is all of a sudden started to get back his – get back into shooting form, which is good, now making more shots. The biggest thing, though, I, I kind of hoping to see at the trade deadline is there's, a like, a rumor going around that they might be kind of out trying to buy, right? So – Kristaps Porzingis, they've been uh, linked to. I don't know if that's the best move, but I know they wouldn't have to give up a lot of the young pieces for him. Um, but, I mean, 
I don't know. I, they, I think they're definitely talented to be a playoff team, but uh, it's definitely frustrating watching them um, to be 11 and 18. But they've been riddled by injuries and COVID. So I think they'll get, get things rolling. <clears throat> but they actually have an easy stretch coming up, which also helps. But let's move on to LeBron. He's obviously led in minutes played in the month of February. So he's playing way too much in his, in his 18th year. So, Sean, I mean, you're a Lakers fan or a LeBron fan. Do you have an issue with this? And can they even afford to rest him without AD with seeing how bad they played lately? Um, I mean, yeah, watching LeBron, you know, you'd rather see him take, you know, play less minutes. I mean, at starting season, he was playing like 31, 32 minutes a game. It was like the Fusers' career. I think like 34, actually. But it was the Fusers' career, no matter if you want to look at it. And everything was going really smooth. But now you got AD out, he's going to be hurt for a while. And Struder, he's a Stroder, he's been out. So I mean LeBron really has no choice but to play these many minutes. Um if they want to stay into the if they want to stay in the ball game, I mean they want to win. You can't just just lose. So everybody's saying LeBron need to rest, stuff like that. I'm seeing a lot of negative narratives going out there, you know, saying LeBron, he's just chasing uh, points and chasing stats, he ain't trying to win. So, you know, typical typical LeBron hate, you know, throughout the middle of the season, you know, it always happens. So I mean I mean, he's gonna have to. Uh, he's gonna have to do what he got to do till AD gets back. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, Dylan. So, so for me, um, I think the minutes are a lot. But for me, uh, I've got somebody that I've talked to that he's chasing like, chasing like the dragon per se. But it's not MJ. Uh, so Bron currently has thirty-five thousand eighty-six points. Kareem has 38,387. So if we do the math, LeBron needs to average 25 points per game for the rest of this season and next season minus and rest two games next year at the minimum, and he'll hit that number. But knowing LeBron, he's not going to want to just get it by one point. He's going to want to clip it by at least another thousand. So if you're LeBron, why not do 40,000 before you're 40? I mean, that's, that's another, he's probably not going to get six championships. We all know that most likely he'll probably get one more along the two, one or two more along the way. So we'll give or take that. But if he can get that thing, that accolade 40,000 over before he's 40. I mean, that's, that's a really strong thing to add to your resume. You hit 40,000 points in your career. So I think this rest factor, I think it's really going to come down to Braun. I don't think it's going to I don't think the Lakers are going to be like, we're playing Sacramento tonight, don't play. I think LeBron's going to be like, let me get to this number. If he can ballpark how many games he wants to miss, let him miss them. But I think LeBron's going to want to break that record for Kareem more than he wants to rest games that are just meaningless. Yeah, I think for, as a team uh, standpoint for the Lakers, Obviously, you want to rest LeBron as much as you can during the regular season because your hope is to make a long run in the playoffs. However, with AD out, Lakers aren't really that good of a team with both LeBron and AD out. I still think they can make the playoffs if both of them don't play as much, especially if LeBron takes some nights off from here to there. I think they can still you know, get in, especially this season with no fans. I know people are saying, oh, home court advantage isn't really a thing. You know, but there's travel. If I'm LeBron and if I'm the Lakers, I am resting. You ain't getting any younger. 
you know, give him an opportunity to rest so he's fully 100% come playoff time with or without AD. If AD's there in the playoffs, you know, it can take a little bit of load management off of him once he gets to the playoffs. But if it's just LeBron come playoffs, same thing that's going to happen when in 2018. He's going to be playing the whole game just like what happened in Cleveland. Played the whole game, all four games, five games, depending on which series it was. Rest him now while you can. LeBron cares more about individual stats than let him burn himself out before the before the playoffs come. It's kind of what he thinks is more important, individual stats or a team championship. Yeah, I mean, I, don't know. I think this is definitely an issue uh, because we've seen that right now the Lakers are struggling without AD. And the last thing you want to do is have him total up the minutes in his 18th year and start to physically break down towards the playoffs. You'd rather have him resting now, you know, say fuck seating and be wherever they end up and then try to have a fully rested team ready to go. Obviously, Sean has pointed out, you know, Schroeder is not there right now, so that's obviously a big deal. But there is some concern with Anthony Davis. Like, this is an Achilles injury. It's not the easiest thing. And Bart Scott earlier today said, you know, you're never going to heal during a season, no matter what, especially when it's something like this and something in a major area of major concern. So, for me, they need LeBron if they want any chance to get to the finals. And him playing 40, 42 minutes, 39 minutes in the regular season in pointless games, at least for them, it's just not worth it. So if you fall to the fifth, sixth seed, you just got to be like, all right, we have the best player in the world right now. He can get us to the finals. Well, what's, so, so yeah, what's your definition of rest? Because, um, like, how many games is resting? Are you saying, like, every other game? Or, like, how should he... I, For me, I think he needs to – I wouldn't play him a lot of minutes. So, like, you want to stay away, obviously, from these overtime and double overtime games. But for me, I wouldn't have him playing in back-to-backs. Um, that's something that, you know, load management I get. But this also gets these young guys to play – a little more and a little more intensely at this moment, getting them ready for the playoffs, but it keeps him fresh. That's what I feel like has to happen. I'm sorry, but you're not getting the MVP now. Like, based off the last few games, they're not winning ball games right now, and so he's falling further and further behind, I think, Joel Embiid and the other guys in the MVP case. Yeah, it made just crazy. You know, when LeBron used to rest, he was getting criticized. Now he's playing, he's getting criticized. So, I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to do at this point, you know. I think I, it's I the factor that LeBron's not winning games. If he's – he's all – what's his record without AD? See, it was – it was like 4-1 and one or 5-1, and one, but then Schroeder got hurt. I mean, not Schroeder. He ain't get hurt, but, you know, COVID. COVID, COVID yeah. COVID. Now they're 5-5 five five without AD. And they don't – I mean, with the games coming up, it don't seem like that record about to get any better. No, their record their, – their schedule's tough. Yeah, they play Portland, I think, tomorrow, then, like, another good team after that. Yeah, it's going to be – I mean, like you said, he's going to be criticized win or lose. But the factor is LeBron essentially is knocking himself out of the MVP votes just on the fact that they're not winning. And with Denver kind of hitting that different gear, 
Philly hitting that gear, being the one seed. I mean, it's really going to be LeBron's going to have to go on a tear and kind of climb back in those rankings. Yeah, because NB definitely first right now. I mean, they got a first in the East. I mean, NB averaging like, what, 29, 29, 12. He's going crazy right now. So, so that's a wrap. Yeah.